We've all had little T's or big T's. And you know what? It affects our brain and how we react to things. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. Join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today, we're talking about trauma and how it affects the brain. Let's dive in. So let's talk about the effect of trauma on the brain. You heard me talk a little bit about little T's and big T's. We all have had trauma in some way, shape, or form, and some of us are more affected. We don't really know why trauma is stickier for most some people, but some of it has to do with temperament and disposition. And certainly, mindset has a lot to do with it. But when it comes to kids, these are things that kids experience. And of course, it doesn't matter what age you are, the body holds trauma, right? If you haven't read The Body Keeps Score by Bessel van der Kolk and you've experienced trauma or you love somebody who's experienced trauma, I highly encourage you to. It's a game changer in the world of trauma and has helped people to understand just how important getting that trauma out of the subconscious, getting it out of the body really is. So what is trauma. So it's the emotional consequences that living through a distressing event or a series of events can have on a person of any age. And it is unique to each person. I certainly have worked with people who survived 9-11 and got through it with grace and took care of themselves and got a lot of mental health support and did really well. Uh, I was one of the nine approved providers for Sandy Hook, did a lot of work with Sandy Hook survivors, really, truly inspiring to see what individuals did to learn how to stop the activation. I also work with a lot of people of medical trauma from having pans or pandas or being admitted into psych hospitals and different things. So trauma is different for every person. And we can't say why somebody's traumatized and why one person isn't. And two people can go through the same thing and it could be stickier. But what we do know besides temperament is that what you bring to the table is what helps you get through. So if you have had a previous trauma and you go into and experience another trauma, you're more likely to be traumatized and have it really impact you. If you um, have other clinical issues, the trauma can be more likely to stick. It doesn't mean that it's going to be there forever, Pete, but it is something that is harder when there's already some level of a dysregulation going on within the brain. So let's talk about the four types of trauma. And there's people can have multiple versions. So we have acute trauma, we have chronic trauma, we have complex trauma, and we have developmental trauma. And I can tell you developmental means that it occurred in the early developmental periods. And it can be one of the stickiest types of trauma because your forming and your sense of safety has been assaulted. It does not mean somebody can't get better, but when we really know that when you get help early, that you're more likely to recover, right? And it doesn't mean somebody couldn't be highly distressed, highly, highly traumatized, but developmental trauma, particularly pre-verbal, is tough. 
and your body will activate. We're going to talk a little bit about how the body activates, but just know that, you know, it doesn't have to be that, you know, you escaped a, a horrible car accident or you experienced physical or sexual abuse, which is way more common than people realize, but it can be in any way, shape or form that causes an emotional consequence that really gets stuck in the brain or body. It's always so inspiring when I see people of all ages really decide I'm going to address my trauma and there's better ways to do it. And you definitely need a highly trained, this is where expert care comes in, need a trauma therapist. A good old talk therapist is not going to help you. All it's going to do is reactivate. So let's talk about how trauma affects the brain. So we often talk about the emotional centers of the brain or limbic system that Almagalda in particular, and that is impacted in trauma. It's also impacted in autism. There's, there's lots of ways. But what happens in a traumatized brain And there's multiple parts. There's three parts involved in how the brain processes trauma and also how it continues to activate, which I don't think we talk enough about because you know you're activating or you see your child activating or both of you are activating and you feel like you're sort of on this hamster wheel and you can't get off. So when trauma affects the brain, what happens is our limbic system or amygdala determines if this is a threat or not. Once you are in a trauma state and you're activated, it's going to start activating more and more. So it will misperceive maybe sensory information, a sound, a person's tone of voice. Whatever it is that's activating you, it's going to start a cascade of cortisol. And when that cortisol kicks in, it just starts flooding. And your frontal lobes are supposed to stop it and say, this is not a threat. But once you're experiencing a trauma, that cortisol just starts moving and flooding and flooding and flooding. And then the occipital region of the brain, the back part of the brain is supposed to be sort of like a, I call it the emotional e-break. It's supposed to be a reserve and it's supposed to calm things down. So if you have enough alpha in your brain, which is a feel-good brain wave, it will flood and stop. Now, what happens is with this constant sort of, I always say, benign activation, like startle responses or under responses, whatever is going on, however you experience it, each person is different. It's just happening way too much and you use up your reserves. And so the brain starts just flooding and flooding and flooding with this cortisol. And the more cortisol you produce, the less your body is responsive to it. So you're just jacking up your cortisol. Then let's talk about the body's response to trauma. From a brain perspective, your brain is overactivating. Your reserves that protect your brain start diminishing. And the next thing you know is your body starts reacting to things. This is where people will say, you know, I'm having panic attacks or not even the heightened, heightened level is what happens with panic attacks. But maybe you're startling. Maybe you're having difficulty waking up. Maybe you are feeling irritated at certain sounds. Whatever is your experience, maybe there's a lot of fear-based activities. Your body is going to going to show up in your body, right? It's going to show up as tension. It's going to show up as sleep problems. It's going to show up as stomach problems. And, And there's a lot of overlap here with clinical issues. What is different 
is you're having constant activations and to things that are triggering your, your past trauma. Sometimes you're aware of it. I would say that most of the time, even my kids that I work with are aware of it when you make the connection for them. Is this you? Homework struggles, short attention spans, calls from the school, a snarky attitude. But what if there was a simple, tasty way to help? Meet Neurotastic Multimag Brain Formula. This delicious elixir fuels young minds, promotes calmness and concentration. Put the joy back into your family life and learning with Neurotastic. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash magnesium. That's D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N.com forward slash magnesium to get on our wait list for the Neurotastic Early Founders specials that you'll just never see again. That's drrosanne.com forward slash magnesium. When you really work with an amazing trauma therapist, we believe in somatic therapy, but I also like EFT tapping. I think EMDR is great. Whatever you choose, you want to stick with it. You want to work with that professional, that expert, and really get to the root causes and then be able to put whatever that activation is, you want to be able to put it in a safe space within your brain and you can do that so your body stops the activation. We often focus on, we have a very pyramid top heavy (laughs) type of therapy that we work with people, right? So we talk therapy requires a lot of cognitive processing. You hear me talk about it when you're activated and your brain isn't calm, you're not able to access that part of your brain. And we are really almost burning them out. And in fact, all you're doing is reactivating when you do talk therapy without anchoring. And so when you do therapies that go in through the body, you're taking a bottoms approach, you're regulating the body, you're able to anchor and then do some of that other talk therapy work. But until you do that, anybody who's ever done trauma work is probably like, oh my gosh, that's why I hate going to my talk therapist. We recently had somebody who for 20, I think almost 28 years, it was seeing somebody and, you know, had a horrible trauma background and was able to, in a very short amount of time with a combination of neurofeedback and somatic work, address their issues and really literally had been working on it almost three decades and was able to get much faster, much shorter amount of time. Doesn't mean that that stuff didn't help in some way, but they couldn't not activate without getting their body regulated. I talk a lot more about neurofeedback. If somebody wants to see our webinar, you can go to drrosanne.com forward slash webinar and learn about how it can help trauma victims, um, how it can help whatever clinical issue is. But I think trauma is something I don't talk enough about. And I feel like there isn't a family that I don't work with that isn't feeling they're traumatized, whether it's from you know just seeing their child suffer or their child's behavior or the lack of appropriate care, whatever it is. I mean, it's a very traumatic experience to see you try and try again, not get help, and then really just feel like your kid is spiraling. It's very traumatic. So I don't want you to not feel like that's not a trauma because you weren't, didn't have this major victimization. Trauma can be occurs along a continuum and your brain and body, they're activating based on a traumatic experience, then you've had trauma. 
So, and we aren't one to tell you, you know, there's no, oh, look, that trauma is worse. Trauma is trauma. And it's within your brain and body and you can release it. I want people to feel hopeful that they can release it. If you're looking to work one-on-one with us, you can go to drrosanne.com forward slash help. We help people, as you heard, with trauma every day. And uh, I think what makes us really unique is that we help individuals who are neurodivergent deal with trauma, which requires a whole other level of, of help. But if you've experienced trauma, find a trauma specialist in your area. You can do that through Google search psychology today or going into one of the national mental health organizations. And it's never too late. It doesn't matter when it happened. You can get better. Parenting is hard and there are many ups and downs. Whether we have brought our own trauma to the table the distress our kids have is traumatizing, or we're witnessing our own child's trauma response. It's going to be okay when you help the brain and body regulate. You just got to take one step at a time. 